What is good, everybody? It's your freaking boy, the Charm City Champ. Welcome to MVP Game Click, the official podcast of the largest video game lounge in Maryland, MVP Technologies. I'm joined here, starting all the way at the far left. It is the Duke of Games. My arch nemesis. My Abby to my Ellie. Or Ellie to my Abby. You sick fuck. <laughs> you which which. You sick fuck. And in the middle, I'm the Abby got... to your Joel. <laughs> I let them get it out. I just let them get it out first. Unmute the George Mike. And in the middle, we got a special guest. Baltimore's own. Uh-huh. Thank you. Thank you. Biggest Pokemon trainer in the building. <laughs> I bet that. Yeah, Valentino. What personally be Ash Ketchum himself. Goddamn right. Mass is eight, boy. <laughs> it's your boy, Maurice Valentino, the Quiet Storm. I'm going to be your moderator for the day. I'm glad to be with my two favorite people. So even though all the quarrel, I love them both. These are my favorites. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and like your interest in gaming. Like we, We've had this relationship for... A little over a year. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Happy year anniversary. Some couples don't make it that long. What did you get us? All right, no problem. Yeah. Hey, everybody. My name is Maurice Valentino, and I am the CEO of Valentino's Workshop. It's like a tutoring, consulting, and then community organization. I'm also COO of 443 Gaming, which is a gaming and events company. We consult different other small black businesses in the area with gaming or just gaming venues. We throw really good events, throw gaming esports tournaments, all that good stuff. And man, I was into video games ever since my dad got me to 64 and put on Pokemon Snap when it first came out. And Mm -hmm. playing Pokemon Stadium 1, 2, um, big Pokemon guy. And then I got into Mario. Uh, my dad, you know, he was like, no shooting games, no none of that. But I was like, all right, I guess I'll be a Nintendo kid. Mm-hmm. So I've been Nintendo a lot of my life, and I use it into my teaching. My kids love playing Mario Odyssey. They love playing Pokemon. I use it in my curriculums. And I just even, I tell them, like, hey, you know you can use this for business. You can use this for English. You can use this for stuff. So I use uh, video games into academia. I've presented up at Harvard about it. So this is my bread and butter. I love gaming. I play competitive Pokemon. I founded the all-black Pokemon group. It's almost reached 1,000 members. And I was ranked number three out of 8,000 in the other Pokemon group I was a part of just last year. I'm the first person to win three champion titles in three all-black Pokemon regions over in one year. Um, I'm good at Super Smash Brothers. Not that good, so people don't beat my ass. But I'm pretty all right. Better than average player. And... I just love bringing good gaming experiences. So that's me. You were just not obvious. He's a Mario man. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? How you guess? Johnny had five apples, you know? <laughs> Come on. You was holding your own uh, during the uh, Smash Draw 4 tournament. Oh, thank yeah, you. Thank yeah, you. yeah, 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 yeah. A little bit, man. They, they, they ain't ready for the fireball Smash Draw. They, call me, they used to call me Spike Lee back in a couple other tournaments. I had a mad-ass Spike. So. Yeah. yeah. So, as you alluded to, the main topic of today, mm-hmm. uh, for those of you that are, are are big fans of the show and you you watch a lot, me and Duke tend to like we have uh, disagreements. Love them, right? <laughs> about about the, the the importance of indie games over the grand. It's not a disagreement. It is 
you make statements and I correct them. Getting <laughs> oh, <laughs> spicy already. That is, Only at map games. <laughs> we're going to put this to bed today. We're mm-hmm. going to have a versus format style debate over what greater AAA titles mm. for indie games. Mm. And Valentino's here to help keep the peace. <laughs> Make sure Duke doesn't rip my head off. <laughs> There's a lot of distance between us. <laughs> Duke is closer to the door. But the so... gun still reaches. So look, but before we get into that, um, we've been ignoring a lot of like gaming news, especially since we switched to this like bi-weekly format. Yes. But I think the big thing that we haven't talked about in a, a very long time is the Steam Deck. Mm, yeah, it's been getting a lot of uh, news yeah. lately. Yeah, so the Steam Deck is finally like available to anybody who wants to get one. And so we have a Steam Deck. Show the wealth. Right here. Yes. Here it is. Money. Here it is. This is <laughs> wow. big. This is, feel, feel free it's to like. like I've seen it. This is gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've had bigger. But. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Hey, 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 look. <laughs> Black and big. <laughs> but uh, Oh so, wow, this is this is quite huge. Though. Yeah, it, it is pretty big, but it's deceptively light. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not heavy. It's yeah, not, it's not heavy. Yeah. Pretty comfortable to hold. Mm-hmm. Uh the screen's fine, even though you could probably already, already tell, like it smudges real Very easy. easily. Mm-hmm. Is it touch screen as well? It is touch screen. Oh. Okay. So yeah, it's touch screen, has gyro controls. Uh, what would you say these two squares are most? Those are mouse are trackpads. Trackpads. So if you're playing a game that needs mouse controls, you can use those for the mouse. Oh, like PC games mm-hmm. and everything. Okay. Well, it's the all game, all game. Yep. So that runs that. anything that you have on your Steam library. Mm-hmm. So if you've bought a PC game through mm-hmm. Steam, you can just download it on your deck and supposedly play it. All right. Well, I'm just going to go over just a little bit about the features. So for people who don't know, mm-hmm. um, as I'm touching it, what I pay attention to is that I have both shoulder buttons mm-hmm. and I also have two extra buttons on the left and right side, which mm. are, so those are nice. Um, mm-hmm. One uh, <laughs> D-pad, uh, two toggle sticks, and of course the four face buttons. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. it's, it's a, a lot of ways to interact with this. It, it's it, like Bossit. They were <laughs> like, mm. like, I'm showing our age. There's <laughs> a lot of things you can do. Bop it. But um, yeah, the, the the pads on the back, those <laughs> are um. So that's become a new trend with the Xbox Elite controller and the soon to be PlayStation, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. Which is going to be one seventy. Yeah, those things are those oh, premium God. controllers. Yeah. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I hate paying sixty for controllers. So like, well, the current one is seventy. Like yeah. the base PS Five controller is seventy dollars. So yeah. I'm paying a hundred extra dollars for two more buttons, I believe. <laughs> well, it's it's that um, <laughs> you can customize the button layout of the controller. I can do that on Overwatch. I can control which directions, what buttons do what. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying <laughs> what they are, they're selling. I can do that. It's just 170? Yeah. I think, the, I think it's a little higher than that. I think I'm being generous. <laughs> I think it's actually higher than that. I think I'm being generous, but yeah. Yeah, I think the X, it's, it, that's around the same price as the Xbox Elite controller. Yeah. So yeah, it makes sense. Um, I don't, yeah, no, oh. I'm just saying you see you, you see my Astro. That's like two. Oh, but you're a fighter. Shoot. You're an FGC boy. Yes, so but you, like I think a fight stick is much different. No, mm-hmm. I got a two hundred dollar controller. Oh no, you're special. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, uh, 
like if, if you guys like seen like some of the stuff that happened to me when I'm like using like just regular other controllers that cost less, I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead, I'm gonna drop to two hundred for the quality, and like I haven't looked back since I'm like, yeah, this this thing is pretty Where so, mad cats at when you need them? Yeah. <laughs> like, right. Get him in flashbacks, bro. War, the bop it, the mad cats. What's next? Moon shoes? Like Mad Cats got me through some times with that turbo button. <laughs> it was like, I still got mine. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. I'm here cheating the metal gear. <laughs> what should we play on this Steam? So, okay, that's I'm glad you brought that up. So when you pull up when you power up the Steam Deck, it automatically goes to its Steam OS, which is basically like a shortcut to the Steam store. Ah. Um, like I said, it will show you everything that you have ever purchased or downloaded through Steam. Mm-hmm. But there are three logos that he put next to the titles. A green check mark, which means that Valve has tested this game and can guarantee that it, it runs is, well. It runs well on the Steam Deck. Okay. A yellow check i think i can't remember what it looks like but that means that it runs on a steam deck you might run into some issues or it might be something that some small bug some small bug maybe Mm -hmm. the game has a launcher or it's going to make a pop-up that's going to look weird on your steam deck and then it's going to there's a question mark that just means either they have not tested it and it's the wild wild west or (laughs) they they have tested it and they're it doesn't really run how it's supposed to on the deck. So clarify something for me. Is this streaming or am I playing natively no, on the deck? It has, so there's three SKUs mm-hmm. to the Steam Deck. I have the highest one that has a 650 SSD. Mm-hmm. So there is a uh, internal hard drive. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's so light. It like, is super light. light. Hold up. Yeah. I don't know the little Big. I mean, yeah. when I say so light, I'm expecting. Compared to how it you looks. Know, like, ah, now I get what you're yeah. talking about. Mm-hmm. You know. Like what? What's the weight like compared to like a, uh, a switch? switch? That's what I was thinking. It's heavier than a switch. Yeah, for sure. that's what I was oh, saying. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine so. But yeah. I also feel like I'm much less likely to drop this compared yeah. to a switch. Like it has weight, mm-hmm. um, but these you can grip it's a on real the grip right mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. This is really. I was about to call them grippers before we call them back. What <laughs> 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 he said, what they were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So can I, yeah, can I put prices on? Uh, I don't know. I didn't try that. <laughs> I do have uh, Phasmophobia on it. Mm. Yeah. Now, one thing that I will say, and it's probably not an issue, it's just like my immediate grasping of this device is, is that I am so much used to um, my joysticks mm-hmm. to be a little bit further down. Mm. Yes. This being so up close up to the top next to the D-pad and these buttons mm-hmm. is a little weird to me. Um, I don't feel like it'll be too hard to figure out, but I do think that you're first trying to grasp onto this. This is weird. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like, why are you in the same position and so high? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so while we're bringing that up, like the cons to it, the 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 joysticks being so high and being mm-hmm. parallel to each other, weird. I did end up getting used to it. Okay. The fan, depending on what game you're running, loud as hell. Oh. Like, okay. I mean, like, <laughs> PS4 Pros taped together. Yeah. Like, it's very noticeable. Oh, no. <laughs> PS4s? Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> it is loud. Oh, goodness. <laughs> and it has, like, a huge speaker growing in the back. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, for a device of this size. Yeah. So, goodness. Yeah, see, they definitely and really need to also cool. speaker grows at the top as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the sound is really good. All right. Sounds really good. Uh, you can plug almost any USB-C 
hub to it. Nice. And like run it to any monitor. I plug oh, it into my awesome. TV. Yeah. That was Wonder Bot's connectability, the bigger um screens and everything of that sort. You know? Yep. Damn. Because people automatically, because of the size and shape, want to compare it to the Switch. So it's like, well, how do you connect it to a big TV? Yep. I'm just imagining that, that yeah. like Nintendo Switch is just like. Because Nintendo went through so many hoops and changes yeah, to mm-hmm. their dock system. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, just plug it in. Yep. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, I'm seeing that. <laughs> Nintendo which is probably, I don't know if they're shaking in their boots because they uh-huh. still have like the IPs. Yeah, clearly. You want Switch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're going to do what Nintendo did. Right. Yeah, they always they going to. And they're going to prosper. Yeah, yeah they're gonna be right. running this game for a minute. Does <laughs> <laughs> go into the next uh, topic? Yeah. Well, yeah, I think we're done with the Steam Deck. I do like it. If you, I don't think it's for everybody though. Like. Quick Don't, question. Hmm? Is it Bluetooth? Like, can you hook up like Bluetooth speakers or? Yes. Bluetooth, Ooh, uh, it is. Yeah. That's a good question. It is Bluetooth capable. It can be connected to almost any controller. I have connected the uh, DualSense. Can you get onto other things that aren't Steam? Yes. It does have a desktop mode. Oh. So you can go to the desktop mode. You can even install Windows on it. Mm. And then from there, run any launcher you want. People said they have custom work. intros sometimes yep. for their games and everything. That's so I can run boom. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a great screen, so I don't recommend it. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> well, I'm going to hand this back to you. It's got a few smudges. I'm mad, but tell the people how much it costs. I'm mad I told on myself by knowing what you meant. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, for the, the SKU I have, it was 625 that, right. I think so. It, it, it's a roundish-ish. Yeah, that, that's that definitely number. interesting. Because, I mean, yeah, it's just not for everyone. Yeah, but not it for is everyone. a nice device. I think that for that price range, though, you can definitely just go for mm-hmm. a nice computer. Yeah, <laughs> the library of games is very yeah. attractive, too. I, I yeah, think yeah. The, the main thing is the portability. Like, yes, yeah. for 700 800 you can get a decent tower, but you're not lugging that thing anywhere. Right. You know? And even with a laptop, you can't, like, just put it in your hands and play it on a bus stop or something like that <laughs> but yeah that's the steam deck on to the main event baby oh. so like i said earlier rest in peace the charm triple <laughs> a games are going to be represented by the duke of games mm. indie games are going to be represented by myself and here are the rules okay. to the engagement mm-hmm. all righty valentino is going to be Running the show from here on out mm-hmm. as moderator, calling on people, picking turns, stuff like that. Each of us will pick one game per round. The winner will be si- decided either by the chat or by Valentino. Mm-hmm. The loser will have to eat. I thought this was a big punishment before Duke came in here and ate like eight of the chips. <laughs> oh, dang. We were going to eat like these Pocky ghost pepper chips. They're probably not that hot. Yeah, I mean. Or Duke either has like an insane tolerance. I don't know which one is which. I think it's both, and I mean, you know, I'm not going to say it's off brand, but it's it's um brand new. It's pocky. <laughs> like it's the people that make the one chip chip. Anyway, the loser has to eat a chip. But here's the 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 details to the round. Each person gets five ish minutes to state their claim. Uh, each round, everyone gets in one objection. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hino, if you look on the switcher, you see an objection button. Objection! So, right, <laughs> mm-hmm. somebody can call an objection if we feel like the truth is being stretched, if details are being left out, 
Damn it, I was hoping I could lie. <laughs> and then, you know, we can, we can straighten things out. Sometimes mistakes are made. So we call the objection. We straighten things out. Then you continue on with your stuff. Um, we get five rounds. Oh, in the beginning, we'll get like opening remarks mm -hmm. where we can state our general what we're trying to do. Mm -hmm. All right. Is everybody, are we good? Does that sound right? Everybody, that sounds like that sounds sure. I mean, a good dream of time. Let's work? do this damn thing. Is that how Trump won? Oh my. Objection. <laughs> <laughs> All right, binders full of women. <laughs> binders. Uh, Duke, do you want to go first with your opening statement? My opening statement. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. No, I wanted to definitely introduce the topic and talk about Hell that. Yeah. Never did. Let's do it. So, everybody, today, again, I'm Maurice Valentino. Really happy to be here with two amazing debaters. You know, no bias, trying to be as least. I've won trophies. Oh, dang. Okay. For a debate <laughs> since middle school. Back. And it's going to be Triple A versus Indie Games. Triple A is AAA and then Indie Games. Triple A, there's a term coined in the 1990s. It's actually from the credit industry. Goddamn credit. Some people like it. Some people love it. People do good with it. But it's to talk about bigger budget companies that are able to put shell out a lot more for these blockbuster level games. So when we think of AAA, think of God of War, think of like Uncharted series, think of like even Nintendo with Pokemon, Mario, Legend of Zelda. They shell out a lot to get a lot more in revenue. Um, it started in the 1990s where they were presenting at conferences like E3. And one of the biggest examples is uh, Final Fantasy VII, which even though if you look at the graphics now, it was like, oh my gosh, like how that, how is that? If you, I showed it to one of my students. It was like, why are you playing this retro ancient game, old man? They've called me old man. But for that time, you had this man Cloud hopping out of planes and they was like, this is avant-garde. So mm -hmm. those type of games. And you think of indie games, you'll think of the Cuphead. You'll think of these games that are created by a small group of team and they're very meticulous in what they're trying to accomplish, but they're very good at what they do. So which is better? And we're going to let these amazing gentlemen decide. So we'll let Duke start off with his opening remarks. Um, so the first thing that I will say is, is that while I will be ferociously defending the honor and title of AAA games in this absurd debate, um, I think the truth of the matter is, is that all gaming ideas start off as an indie idea um however when it comes to the progression and the the experiences that we all value as a community these experiences are by and large uh from the triple gaming experience and so uh i can't wait to to share uh moments in history this is going to be a celebration of triple uh, <laughs> games today not necessarily a debate but a celebration of the history of triple a games and i am delighted uh to be here in front of not with uh charm city champ <laughs> thank you that's it that's it you done yeah he's less than a minute thought that was oh, okay keep the change <laughs> all right <laughs> so look look everybody i'm not here to wax poetic mm. i'm not here to use fancy schmancy poem words like duke over here did you just call my career into question poem words <laughs> like, <laughs> like, go ahead go ahead go ahead i am a man of the people mm. i'm here for the small man mm. i'm here for the working man there's the a reason why you're small keep going keep going one objection <laughs> keep going, keep going. <laughs> so 
My strategy is going to be a little different than Duke. Mm. Because I am not going to probably sway a lot of you into thinking that, let's say, a Cuphead looks better than a God of War 2018. <laughs> Obviously not, right? Mm. What I'm here to debate is the importance of indie games and how gaming would not be where it is today if it were not for the Cupheads, if it were not for the Hollow Knights, if it were not for the Limbos. So come with me as I Rocky Balboa this situation. Ah, okay. <laughs> All right. So just to give the structure once more, it's going to be like, I don't know anybody watch Versus back when they had the glitchy phones and the terrible Wi-Fi. <laughs> Hopefully this is a lot better Wi-Fi. But we're going to throw out, it's going to be a strategic throwing out of one game for another. Um, so first Duke is going to go, and then it's going to go to uh, uh, Charm City Games. And we're just going to charge the champ. Sorry, <laughs> been getting to me already. But we're going to be talking about their favorites. And essentially, it's going to be a really meticulous organizing of, okay, this is my haymaker. Mm -hmm. This is definitely a win right here. Who do you got to go against this? Mm -hmm. Like when Ludacris throw, you know, he's throwing stuff against Nelly. Like, is this a good comparison? Not even that. Is this a haymaker that's going to shut him up about our points? Let's so. go. Let's go. Ah! We're going to do a couple alternations, but again, it's going to be the five minutes, and then it's going to be you get one objection, whatever person gets to speak during that point, but only one per round. So we're going to start off with Duke. Duke, your first game. All right. Well, uh, for the people, uh, deciding on these games was interesting because we only had five each mm -hmm. to remind. And so what I wanted to do was spread out across different game genres. And so I'm going to be bridging that gap, starting off with Street Fighter 2. Mm. All right. So Street Fighter 2 uh, took a development team between 35 and 40 people with $2,450,000 as its budget. Mm. And I don't think I have to go into any long depth discussion about the impact that Street Fighter 2 had on the gaming scene in general. General, um, and let alone the history that it has set as a precedent for fighting games. Uh, this was the game that everyone knew about <laughs> when it came out. Uh, we were rocking with the, the Chun-Li's, the Ryu's, the Ken's, iconic starter frames and imagery. Um, the music was top tier for the time. <laughs> <laughs> this, I'm still banging. I don't know. Yeah, this about. is a classic that has been remade time and time again. And even to this day, I think Capcom is always trying to figure out a way to reimagine or recapture the magic of Street Fighter 2. There's a lot of that influence in Street Fighter 6 coming through. And I think particularly with the color palettes that they're choosing now, trying to go back to this more hip, grounded level fight system. It was one of those things that I think people recognized as a truly magical fighting game experience um and so i i just have street fighter 2 i don't i don't have, think i have too much to say here um i'm waiting for an objection um but i know there is one no lies um three minutes to make an objection keep going, keep going um and so yeah uh i i that's all i have i think street fighter 2 just stands as a testament of time of the impact of triple A gaming. Hmm. Any rebuttals? Impressive. Impressive. No, 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 no. I uh, I, I listened. Mm -hmm. I I don't. You didn't go far off 
they'll be. But I am shocked you picked Street Fighter 2. I am. I really did. Maybe I'm, starting off light. Maybe I'm, starting I'm, off light. It's the verses, right? He so, wants... I, like I said, I wanted to to broaden. Yes. Yeah. We know that I'm a Sony fanboy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, when I did my first list, I was like, this is just fucking Sony. That's literally. Mm-hmm. 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 That would limit like, you. That's why Sony. you threw them like, off. Curveball. Horizon. Or <laughs> I was like, I was like, no. Uh, we have a lot more history to mm-hmm. to celebrate. You know? mm. Um, okay. Like I said, I'm a debater champ. I am. I hear you. You're starting off light. Well, Brian, are you going with your first game or are you going to rebuttal? No, I, I'll go straight into my first game. Okay. Mm-hmm. I do. Minutes. So I like the strategy of picking Street Fighter 2 because that did. That is the seed that was planted that began the genre that we know as fighting games. Yes. Now. Mm-hmm. Right? So I'm going to bring up an indie game that not only started a genre but led to what is currently the biggest video game of all time. Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. You're lying. How am I lying? Hold on, keep going. How am I? All right, fine. I'm sorry. I will. will... Let him go. (laughs) So I kind of, so my objection, I can, I kind of want to wait for my objection because my, the biggest game of all time is on my list. Oh, Um, so. Baiting you. This is a good debate. Um, but we just keep a note that you said that Player Unknown Battlegrounds is the biggest game. No, no, no. I'm not He's saying Player Unknown Battlegrounds is no, the biggest no, game. That's what you say. Rewind. I said. Clip it. <laughs> Did I interrupt him? Keep going. A few times. Don't use your objection I, yet. You have to so have objection. Player Unknown Battlegrounds, what I said was the existence of this game inspired what is the biggest game of all time for tonight. Mm-hmm. Creating the Battle Royale genre. The subgenre of third-person shooters. Mm. Player Unknown Battlegrounds was created by one man's vision. Player Unknown. If y'all <laughs> didn't know that, that's yes. an insider tip. So, <laughs> Player Unknown Battlegrounds started off as a PC exclusive game. Was it a little buggy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did it have a little? Was it rough around the edges? Yeah. But you don't make an omelet without cracking a few eggs. Mm. This man took the vision a Counter-Strike mod and created a whole new genre, a whole new rule set for gaming that it is now almost annoying how many games use now. It is. It is. I will give you that. <laughs> Fall yeah. Guys, Fortnite, Warzone, Warzone, yeah. Apex Legends. <laughs> Where would we be now if it was not for Player Unknown Battlegrounds laying the arguably a better gaming environment? I because am not a- <laughs> There it comes. Does it come now? Arguably. I am not a shooter. Okay, so am I a fan of Apex personally? No. Mm -hmm. Am I a fan of Warzone? No. But do I honestly understand why those games are loved and respected by the millions and millions who play those games today? Absolutely. And who do those millions and millions of gamers have to thank? The indie developer, player unknown, and his game, PUBG. So is the question now, what is more iconic? Street Fighter 2 for creating the precedent for pretty much all fighting games as we know it, mm-hmm. or player unknown battlegrounds for an inspiring a game genre? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they're both inspired mm-hmm. game genres, right? One mm-hmm. inspired the fighting game genre, and one inspired the battle royale genre, mm-hmm. which comparably is still young. Mm-hmm. 
and is still I'm growing. I'm hoping we'll die out. <laughs> my personal, I, I respect it as a genre. I, I want to be clear, but my personal, personal, personal. But, I'm so ready for it. Between that, <laughs> between battle royales and asymmetric multiplayer games, uh-huh. like they're they're not going to go anywhere. They're just going. <laughs> we need some new rules or something. It's but, getting annoying. <laughs> okay. Is there anything you want to You want to fully rebuttal or? I, I'm in question um, about. I want to be clear. You said that it was the it inspired the largest game known to the world now, which is Fortnite. Is what you said. Stated. I can I can adjust my statement and say the most financially successful. Most financially successful. Let's say that. It's what you want to let's, say. Let's say that. Huh. All right. Um, maybe I will bring this game up sooner than I thought. But um You have you have about fifty seconds till we transfer your second game unless you want to Um I'm just gonna keep a pin in, in that for now. Mm. All right. Keep a pen. I'm ready to go to my next game. All right, cool. We're starting on the second game. We're going with Duke. So, second game, inspired by Champ's comments about the largest gaming or uh, highest financial success, um, I'm going to present to the floor Grand Theft Auto V, which is, to my knowledge, the largest traded media of all time. Across movies, CDs, tech, whatever, it is the largest traded media of all time. Could you explain that for our viewers? So, Grand Theft Auto V is such a hot commodity <laughs> that uh, not only was it first released, I believe, on the PS3, Xbox 360 generation, um, with its edition of online multiplayer in a world, it, it, it is the meta. It is Facebook meta. It's what he aspires to create um, in this online multiverse. Uh, we have a game that has been sold and traded more times than Beyonce. More times <laughs> than your football leagues. It is the highest traded form of media through uh, barter and sale, period. Um, so I was in question when you were mentioning Fortnite as like the largest uh, gaming community or the highest form of traded media. It was a curious take because I'm aware of the sales figures for GTA 5. Do you have a rebuttal? Do you have the, before he goes into, do you have the financials for, you know, um, how it's the most traded media? Like, in their billions? What are we talking here? Let me present to the floor. Not technically an objection, but I just want to point out that Duke is a turd because I literally gave him that stat <laughs> before I knew him. Oh, yeah, here. Weeks ago. Weeks, almost a month ago. Let's see if he can get the statistics behind that before you go into a rebuttal. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it PG because I know kids watch this show. <laughs> you know what I want. We're looking at with about six billion in worldwide revenue. Six billion. Six billion. Over Not how billion. Over, billion. over how many years? Um. Huh, I mean, so this stat was. Oh, I'm sorry. This six billion was as, as of 2018. They haven't mm-hmm. even done. The latest. Oh wow! <laughs> um, By 2018. Yeah. Okay. It says I here's one stat from 2022. It says 370 million copies across the globe 
um, is a good number for a franchise, but on a close examination, yeah, I don't, I don't have it. Like this stat is is completely off. This is somebody's journal history. I don't know. Um, all I have is what Google says in the very beginning. It says as of 2018, 169 million copies shipped with a six billion in worldwide revenue. Hmm. Interesting. So we're talking about the largest uh, traded media. I'm not mm-hmm. going to give mine, but mm-hmm. definitely. Do you want to rebuttal in his last minute and a half? So I just want to point out the difference between revenue and profit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Versus- revenue is money brought in without any other considerations. And with that being said, Grand Theft Auto V probably does have the largest revenue. But if we're talking about profit, baby. Yeah. Hey, uh, huh? Revenue, like, that would be it says six billion for revenue, right? Yes. So profit is what'd you get me? What is this? First of all, why do we get help? We get bingo? No, like, no, 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 no. So yeah, so yeah. He just showed me that Fortnite is at five point eight billion at revenue. Mm-hmm. Whereas Grand Theft Auto is at what six you said? Six billion. As yeah. of two thousand eighteen. Yes. No, that was just what they made in twenty twenty one. Oh, that was just one year alone, five point eight. That's what I wanted to see. Well, see, and, and, uh, GTA 5 in 2020 alone also, generated also 911 million. So. <laughs> but yeah, I, I didn't need to help <laughs> because I knew revenue GTA versus 5 profit. is making 2.5 million. Can I get my point over? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 30 seconds left. <laughs> so revenue versus profit. Revenue is the consideration of just money you brought in, whereas profit is the money that you've made after mm-hmm. you take into account how much you had to spend to make said money. Now, I don't have to bore you with the actual figures, but I think if we're looking at Fortnite and we're looking at Grand Theft Auto V and we want to know which one costs the most to make, not including the millions and millions of dollars in marketing, I'm pretty sure. And that's it. That's it. Are you I ready? to finish my statement. Are you ready for the second game? <laughs> Your second game? Yeah, I think I am ready. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. We start now. Thank you for comparing a, a AAA versus a AAA, though. Go ahead, go ahead. Go well, ahead. I need Fortnite to, <laughs> want to, go, go ahead, go ahead, to go prove ahead. my PUBG point. Uh-huh. But, okay, you went with uh, Grand Theft Auto V, which yes. we would like to say has the, the highest revenue. Mm-hmm. I would like to say, I'm going to I'm gonna pull out the big guns. Okay. You pull out the big guns? All right. I got big guns, too. All right. Let's go with the indie game that, outside of, the Fortnite that we keep on bringing up is probably the second most known word in video game history. Hmm. Not just game, word. Remember back in the 1990s? I don't want to date myself. Remember back in the 1990s <laughs> when everybody's mom and grandmom called every single system a Nintendo? Your PlayStation was a Nintendo. Your Xbox was a Nintendo. Your freaking Atari was a Nintendo. Uh-huh. Minecraft. A game created again by one single man has created, has mimicked that same amount of success. Minecraft, and again, I point back to my PUBG point, where one man, one indie developer, created, revolutionized a whole subgenre in video games, the survival genre. Ever since Minecraft's inception, Games have been trying to copy that success of Minecraft's survival formula. You got Subnautica, 
You got Valhalla. You got No Man's Sky. Where would we be without Minecraft? Where would Xbox be without Minecraft? Probably gone. Who knows? You said Subnautica, Valhalla. Subnautica, mm -hmm. Val Valheim. I'm sorry. Valheim. Thank you for correcting me. Mm -hmm. Valheim, No Man's Sky. The list goes on. Survival games have taken over video games. And Minecraft, even with its low poly textures, you're probably going to look at Minecraft and be like, how is that beating a God of War? How is that beating a Horizon? Because it hasn't. How is it? It has. It has. How has it? More merch. Mm. More games. More spinoffs. Mm. This game has been ported to system from system to system since the PS3. Yes. Quote me on that. Since <laughs> the PS3 and Xbox 360, this game has been ported. It is almost as old as Grand Theft Auto V, which is a shame to say. <laughs> <laughs> with it, no sequel in sight it was on it was on pc did it debut on pc first or no i believe it did de debut on pc mm. and then it got ported to consoles mm. and then it ported to almost everything known to man you can play this thing on your phone if it has a screen it's running minecraft mm. minecraft that pokemon go minecraft like that i can't think of the name of it <laughs> but that does not dispute my point minecraft though may not be statistically have the highest revenue of any video game in history arguably the most popular video game ever created second only to mario i rest my case second only to mario i was not prepared to debate the lineage of minecraft far as it being the most popular game of all time second to mario um, but I'm willing to bet that Pokemon beats it. Um, so, <laughs> um, so I debate the validity of Minecraft. In fact, you started off this your discussion by saying that Nintendo had created such a cultural impact of it just being everything called a Nintendo. I've yet ever in my life and runnings of being a 30-year-old individual. <laughs> have someone refer to any other game as minecraft just like you know what minecraft is it is a singular entity um and I mean, it does oh. not have the impact of being so culturally relevant across the gaming masses objective objection objection i want to know how many old mamas duke knows i want a number yours <laughs> last minute left for the two game we debating mamas Go ahead. I walked into that one. Go ahead. Ours. Oh. Beyonce. Oh. And I want to point out, uh, you also said that it inspired such games as No Man's Sky, mm -hmm. which I'm not too sure if, if that is 100% the case, but if it did, mm -hmm. it, it had a rough start. Um, it, 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 I'm not saying... Mm -hmm. Imitation is flattery. I didn't say that imitation had to be good. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if Minecraft was successful simply because Xbox backed it so hard. Oh, oh, before we get into that, before we get into that, that is the end of game two for both. We're going to switch it now. We're going to have Brian. Okay. Charm City Game and go for the third game. I like it. I like it. I like it. Okay, go. So my theme today, again, as I, I pointed out in my opening remarks, is I'm talking about indie games that revitalized and reinvented genres i'm talking about game changers pun not intended uh-huh 
I'm talking <laughs> about games that went off the beaten path, and now other games are trying to mimic those games' success. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to talk about a third game created solely by one person. <laughs> a game that has changed the RPG game. A game that has created a trend of subverting expectations in video games. Undertale. Undertale. Hold your applause. Sans, baby. On hell, yeah. Let's talk about Let's that. talk about Sans. Let's talk about Parapics. Let's talk about Undertale, a small little indie game, top-down RPG, Earthbound inspired. Probably would have liked it if they had better graphics. And see, that's your problem, Duke. That's your problem, Duke. Every don't, game, don't. we don't need to count the ass hairs. <laughs> that refrain person. We don't, need that refrain. we don't need to count the pimples on everybody's face but to do. make a game good. <laughs> Undertale is brilliant from every aspect. The music, mm. the writing, mm-hmm. the gameplay. Uh-huh. It's it's bullet hell interpretation of turn-based RPGs changed a lot of what indie games in particular have mm-hmm. looked at how RPGs played. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have to unfortunately spoil Undertale for those people that haven't played this decade-old game. When did it so, come out before you go? Ooh, it debuted on PC. In what age? Yeah, I can, I can pull that up real quick. Don't stop my time. No problem, no problem. Three minutes left for you. <laughs> I got it. 2015. 2015. Yep. Not that old. Mm. Seven-year-old game. Uh, yes. So, again, I got to spoil Undertale because I have to use the uh, ending to prove my point. So, Undertale did two very important things in its storytelling that a lot of games are trying to mimic. And that it's, one, it's subverting expectations. And two, it's breaking the fourth wall. Mm. For those of you that don't know, breaking the fourth wall is when a media that you're watching they recognizes. Yes, they <laughs> recognize that they are in a TV show or a movie, or in this case, a video game. So, the main villain is revealed at the end of the game to be a flower named Flowey. I, I never heard it say it out loud. Flowey, Flowey. <laughs> anyway, and Flowey doesn't. She, he's delivering his monologue, and then in the middle of his monologue is revealed that he's not speaking to the hero character. He is speaking to the player. Mm-hmm. He realizes that he's in the game. He's trying to take over the game. And if you're playing the PC version, he even goes as far as force closing the game. So if you're playing the PC version, the game shuts off. Good God. And you have to open the game up and Flowey recognizes that you have closed and opened the game back up. So we're kind of getting to some Metal Gear Solid 2. Oh, no, no, no. Don't make my arguments for me. Don't make my arguments for me. Don't make my arguments for me. I'm pulling an 8 mile. (laughs) (laughs) You're not going to have that, buddy. I've heard the connectability. (laughs) Also, um, um, what was it called? Uh, It was related to Earthbound. And there was Mm -hmm. another game by the composer. He did another thing. Homestuck, something like that. Like there's a whole great meta behind it in lore and everything. Mm -hmm. Correct? Yeah, so... This game really did embrace what gamers like to do, and that is look into meta. Mm. And they embraced it, and other games have tried to mimic that kind of success. We're talking about Doki Doki Literature Club. Mm. We're talking about 
That was the biggest one I probably had in my mind. But Doki Doki Literature Club is a big one. It's a big... <laughs> but Undertale, great RPG, one of the best top-down RPGs mm-hmm. in current history. Ah, mm-hmm. current history. Shout out to Toby Fox. Current <laughs> history, okay. Current within the past decade. Okay, let's say that. Sure. <laughs> uh-huh. And it's created some iconic characters that is selling merch like crazy. Mm-hmm. All right. So yeah, you have you, rebu- you have ten seconds to rebuttal unless you want to go to your second. Just game. a question: Revolutionize how again? Subverting expectations and breaking the fourth wall. Subverting expectations and breaking the fourth wall. Yes, his point. Now have Duke with his third game. <sighs> this gentleman began his speech, his latest <laughs> game, by saying that it was an RPG that revolutionized RPGs. And I want to take us back to 1997. Oh, Jesus Christ, here it comes. And it is clear that I have to let people know about Cloud and Aerith and Tifa. Oh, never mind. And Vincent. (laughs) (laughs) And and Sid, Red 13, Kate Sith, God rest them souls. Um, Final Fantasy VII came out in 1997, Mm -hmm. grossed according to this statistic, $1.377 billion. Repeat that again for the viewers. $1.377 billion. Um, And not only has this game been such a cultural impact for its daring use of storytelling, um, its first um initiation into 3d graphic modeling for square enix during the time Mm -hmm. um in order to start conveying more expression and how characters are are dealing with certain uh moments um it went on to inspire numerous remakes numerous spin-offs uh to a remake series that is currently still going um has inspired so much merch um to some that I think you actually own, champ. Um, Objection. And... Objection! <laughs> Those spinoffs objectively suck. I yield. Go ahead, go ahead. That was his objection. Um, go ahead. The objection is categorically false unless you're talking about Dirge of Service. I was about to say, you guys are for the rest of the um, time. But we're looking at uh a franchise at this point i mean so square is known for creating entries in final fantasy where all of them are different um however final fantasy 7 has had such an impact that people only want to stay in this world this is a world that people are have a connection to this world of gaia the the evil villain of sephiroth and how he has had more character development outside of the game arguably (laughs) um simply because of the fascination that people had to this world and the story of interconnectedness um would you argue that the meta of final fantasy 7 and the whole final fantasy even bigger than undertale i am going to argue that not only is it bigger it inspired the conversations that he's talking about far as breaking the fourth wall um in moments of that matter, because what we forget is that within, I believe, this three mm. uh, of Final Fantasy VII, Cloud was having a uh, interpersonal moment of PTSD, and when mm. he was dis- discussing it, trying to figure out how he was dealing with those uh, those emotions, and there was moment of character reflection. In fact, even the, the developers of Square Enix will tell you that they are always trying to have conversation and dialogue with their players. Mm. Um, and more than that, 
we forget that this is a franchise that also inspired other sub-franchises. So this is how we got to our Kingdom Hearts series. Mm. This is how we got to the Nier Automata, which not only broke the fourth wall, but would delete your <laughs> save data at the end of it. So when we're talking about things that revolutionize how RPGs are done, we're looking at Final Fantasy VII and not Undertale, of all things. I mean, if we're talking about breaking the fourth wall... I mean, there was a horror game on GameCube that did that, like um, <laughs> Eternal Darkness, I believe that was the name of it. Uh, so, uh, and Metal Gear Solid, again, broke the fourth wall when it came to unplugging your controller in order to deal with Psychomantis um, and changing over to Player 2. Undertale did not revolutionize anything. Um, it just did it in a pixelated format. Was this supposed to be his rebuttal, or was this supposed to be this his... is third game? This third oh, game, okay. you've already used your prediction. Right. Yeah. I just want to point that out. Let's strike that from the record. Y'all didn't hear any of that crap. Keep <laughs> going. Is that all for your that, third? I mean, I'm not going to continue further. Again, I just want to highlight: not only was Final Fantasy VII amazing, but it inspired the rest of the RPGs that we're so in love with today. That is Duke's third game, and we're gonna go back to. Let the record show that Final Fantasy VII is the blame for Kingdom Hearts' poor storytelling. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on now. Go the fourth game, not another word. Don't try to say gaming. Fair. I'm just playing. I love you, Kingdom Hearts. You made that. Y'all you buck over here. You feel me? Y'all give you buck. Go ahead. So, one. fourth game. I am going to... I am going to name a game that I think is not only important to any development in and of itself, but I'm going to pull a shady move and I'm going to name a game that I think is important to my cohort, Duke, himself. He's going to pull out his love for indie games. I have an indie game that I'm in love with? I think. Okay. You should if you if you don't already. <laughs> I'm talking about Hades. Mm. I'm talking about. I never played it. No, that's big. That's <laughs> big. That's big. Go into it. Yeah, I'm talking about the uh, top-down dungeon crawler roguelike mm. that reinvented what roguelikes do, which subverted expectation of what indie games can do, and stole it for a lack of a better phrase, stolen tons of Game of the Years from big-budget AAA games the year it came out. Mm. Like what? Do you have any examples of some games that stolen what year it came out? Let me pull it. Stolen. Let me pull it up. Let me pull it up. I wouldn't. I had to switch my strategy. I had my other game up. Mm. <laughs> I mean, he, he, he is right. Like, this Hades did, like... 50 Game of the Year awards. Wow. 50 Game of the Year awards. Good mm. God. Who And... God damn it. I pulled up the wiki for the actual God Hades. <laughs> Sheesh. Wow. Best action, best indie. Yeah, it did, it did steal games that had British Academy Game Awards. Good God. Yeah, 2020 was a giant year, despite the pandemic, a giant year for games. Animal Crossing, Last of Us Part Two. Wow. Spider Man, Ghost of Tsushima, Ori Will of the Wisp, Half Life Alex. All of those big budget titles lost. It lost in what category? To uh, like Game of the, the Year. year. <laughs> to beat out Animal Crossing in the yes. pandemic. Beat Ooh. out one of the highest selling Nintendo games of all time. 
In the well, the highest selling game of 2020, Animal Crossing. Hades was godlike. I mean, Hades wow. is phenomenal. <laughs> Everything about that game is close to perfect. The music, the voice acting. This is an indie game made by a small dev team with a hundred percent voice acting. Oh. Every line is voice acted. Uh, reinvigorated the roguelite subgenre. Mm. The art style. Reinvigorated it how? Uh, repopularized. I'll use a different word. Oh, we're playing like, semantics. No, I'm just saying mm. reinvigorated. I'm like, well, where's the popularized? Where's the other roguelite? Repop. rogue. You can't. I'll that throw came a out. Stick. That came out after that. Is so inspired by Hades. I will throw a stick out the door and hit five. <laughs> okay. Uh, waiting. Have a nice death. <laughs> no, that's the name of actual game. Okay. Have, a, have a nice death. Mm-hmm. Freaking uh. Your I, games, bro. You play. I do. I play all of them, and I can't mm-hmm. think of any. Stuck. Any spot. of them better than Hades? No, yeah. no. He's on his own. He's no, on his own. You got the bait. Do you have a bubble on your last 130 of that? Or, or you, are you No, I, I give him his time because I don't really have a rebuttal for Hades. I'm just ready to go to the next game. Preparation is key, folks. Silence <laughs> is also. Hold the lamb. Silence oh, hold the lamb. Like oh, well, good. Mm-hmm. Hold the lamb. I literally play them all, but all of them uh, I play came out. They're old. Like. Uh, I never <laughs> Isaac. Mm-hmm. Hold on. One more minute. Don't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're at the mm-hmm. heat mm-hmm. of the fourth round. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They always run out of steam. <laughs> it's a game of endurance, people. He said he won the trophies. He's trying to prove it. <laughs> oh, uh, Triska has redeemed eating a mystery bean. You're going to have to. Oh, eat. I forgot to put. Oh, wait. So eat three chips. Oh. <laughs> I forgot to. I'll, I'll take that one because I did forget to take the reward off. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, chip. <laughs> but you know what? Thirty more seconds. That is, that's beside my point. You can pause it for the bean. That's beside my point. The best rogue lights or whatever. I did die, blah, blah, blah. Hades is great. Okay. Tons of games of the years. It did beat Last of Us 2. Beat The Last of Us Part 2, which I'm sure you don't mind. No, not really. <laughs> However, my short rebuttal in this whatever moment is just that while it did beat Last of Us 2, the most awarded game of all time is The Last of Us 2. Mm. Oh, that ends his turn. So. All right. So, um... I think Hades is a, is a fine choice, and I'm, we didn't discuss this beforehand, but since you brought up a god, <laughs> I'm going to bring up a god killer. A god killer. And I want to take you to God of War 3. Mm. Not 2018, but it's my personal favorite of the series. God of War 3, I, I reflected on this because on our debate last... Uh, we had a conversation of whether or not The Last of Us 1 had one of the most iconic openings of all time, and I definitely think it's up there. I think it's super amazing. Um, however, I had to think back to God of War 3 and that opening, and with you literally killing the god of the sea. Mm. And the opening of God of War 3, you are in the middle of the war. Um, and this is a highly decorated game as well. Um, it is the culmination of the original trilogy, uh amazing uh graphics and gameplay for the time 
we're also looking at a game. The, the reason why I'm actually highlighting this is because I think it's the one of the only games that I can reflect on that really knows the definition of scale. And what I mean by that is, is that the entire game is interconnected. Mm. We're talking about a time where we're used to games doing things like levels, or if it's not a level-based system or a mission-based system, it's an open world system. Mm. But what, uh, and, and when I think of open world, you want to think more of a horizontal landscape or more, you know, you're running across a field kind of thing. But what God of War 3 did is it's built from the ground up. And you realize this, it was so amazing when they brought it towards the end is that when you're climbing up the chain towards Mount Olympus, Man. you are actually climbing up the same chain as you saw in the very beginning of the game when you were killing Poseidon, right? Mm-hmm. Um, these are some of the mo- more iconic moments in the story. And, and not to mention how it ends and with you finally actually getting the revenge <laughs> that you sought out. Um, never not the last of us, clearly. But... Uh, <laughs> Um, champ, your face is, is a little scrunched up. I'm not. I'm not understanding. Objection! Objection! did not create thematics. We're not going to sit here and try. I said to... created. Uh, is that that's the yeah, word that I use? You insinuated. I insinuated. Mm. <laughs> that it, it, it did what? I insinuated it did what? Oh, the chain popped up in the beginning of the game, and it popped up in the I end of the game. I said that it showed. That's impressive. Failed. It showed the definition of scale. Well, mm-hmm. the entire game was interconnected. Like you're looking at it. Like imagine a Jenga puzzle, right? And you start off at the top of it, and through the middle of the game, you get to the bottom, and then you're going back up to the top again. It all stays. It all stays together and fits coherently and cohesively. The world building that they did for that and he also killed hades in that particular one <laughs> was quite the amazing um story experience and gameplay the gameplay was very 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 fun it was just a fun game um it had a great balance of its uh real time uh, i'm sorry what is it the press buttons thing what is that system called again i'm not telling you i forgot <laughs> I forgot the name of that system. And a great balance of that where I feel like in part two, they relied on it too much. But in part three, they found the correct balance where you could play the game more effectively. Um, So yeah, I mean, I, I just, I'm going to put God of War 3 there. I don't really want to go, feel like I need to do any statistics unless people want me to go into statistics. But we know that it's been remastered quite a few times. It is one game of the year. It's part of this greatest hit series. It's an amazing game. Is this time up? No, he still has one minute. Yeah, I don't need a lot. So if you want time to talk. It's called quick time events. Mm. Okay. You don't get to use it, though. Quick <laughs> time. Do you, do you have a, time any dejection to that? I do want to uh, interject. Okay. I, I believe, again, we're playing... There's a lot of insinuating here. Insinuating? That God of War was has created that God of War 3 is some sort of different design than the action games that came before it. I don't think it was. I think there were a ton of not only action games, games with that exact setting that are built. You think? Exactly. Like a full circle type of... Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. And like what? Now we're on the PlayStation. I can't think of the name. Uh, Nine no seconds, eight seconds. For Hold on, Mark of... What is it called? Mark of... Uh, it didn't come up. Mark of Crime? 
I'll let it go. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Lucky dog. That's it. That's I like it. That when we saw that. Mm. I really did. I'm that did not have a scale system. It was a mission based. I'm just saying, saying it yeah. was the same hack and slash. Yeah. All right. This is the final game before we get into running through all the points and everything. And we're going to actually switch back to Duke oh, to do his final game. game. This is the final one. If you have any haymakers, well, throw them out right now. It was fun doing this discussion, champ. You said it was cute. It was cute. <laughs> um, and originally, Grand Theft Auto was like going to be my last game, you know, but you had to bring up false statistics so early. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> Objection. No. That false. False. Objection! <laughs> We've proven that. No, we did uh, <laughs> not. Uh, this last game is so iconic. I, I can't even really call it a game, right? Like, I don't feel like I need to put out a particular named industry. Uh, it is a franchise. I don't think this franchise is ever going to go away at this point. And... I just got to call a spade a spade. It is the duty of call. <laughs> the call of duty. You pick a game. <laughs> like, oh, that's, it. that's all you got to say. That's you, you pick Dang. a game. Four <laughs> minutes and 30 minutes. He said you, you pick, pick a game. game. So we're not even, we're just going to dress over the tons and tons of by the number entries in Call of Duty that came out that you pick objectively this people is don't objection. like. This is an objection. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Call of Duty Vanguard. It mm -hmm. just came out. The tons of Black Ops that fans don't like. We're talking about mm -hmm. all of those Call mm -hmm. of Duty entries. Mm -hmm. We're talking about a game made by Blizzard Activision. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. People who are the paradigm of AAA developers Jesus. in and good and in bad because several sexual harassment. Shady comes. character development. Yes. Shady character mm -hmm. development. Yes. All of that. Mm -hmm. That's the guy. This is the yes. game you want to close on. That um, game. That's the one. I thought he was going to do another so, one. So, I didn't ahead. know that we were debating character assessment. Oh, I'm using all of my ammunition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he still has time, right. or he can use his whole objection. For I mean, time you know, yeah. it's it's fine that you brought that those things up. Um, because I believe that when you're losing, you have to grasp at straws. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's fine. I understand that. However, I am here, like you said, for the gamer. Mm -hmm. And this is a franchise that has spoke deeply to gamers. This is a franchise that gamers understand. This is a franchise that the young and the old <laughs> get into. They play together. And despite all their trials and tribulations, even for entries that may do things that they don't like me, some people prefer the going prone position. Some people hate it. Some people are going to hate the slide canceling is gone or whatever else. It does not matter. Because when the game comes out, it will be purchased, it will be played, and life will go on. <laughs> like, this is the cycle that we have. I just want to point out, mm -hmm. that, I'm sorry, are you done? Sure. I'm just going to point out that Call of Duty Black Ops 4's user score is 4, mm -hmm. and that Call of Duty Vanguard's user score is 3.3. Call of Duty 4. Those are just two. Call of Duty 4. Random ones that I picked. Modern Warfare. <laughs> May how much? 
Yeah, just because <laughs> because a developer tricked a bunch of people. <laughs> like, <laughs> because the developer, that's not a brag. Uh-huh. That's, not, Wait, uh-huh. that's not the serve you think it is because uh-huh. they got tricked into buying a game that they later discovered that they did not like. Mm-hmm. Name an indie game that I bought that I brought up that somebody bought and then later was like, this is not what I thought it was going to be. You can't. Minecraft, you know what you're getting with Minecraft. <laughs> You know what you're getting with Hades. You know what you're getting with... What else did I say? (laughs) They're forgettable, I know. You know what you're getting with PUBG. Uh You know what you're getting with Undertale. And you know what you're getting. No, that's the thing. You actually don't know what you're getting with Undertale. (laughs) I will will take that. Yes, anybody else you want? That's it for my rebuttal. Uh All right, cool. You ready to go into your game? Yes. All right, cool. My fifth and final game. Mm-hmm. My fifth and final freaking game. I already know what it is, bro. Do you know what it is? Hold on. I want to know. I want is, it, to... is it the HK? Oh, it isn't. Oh, it okay. hurt me that I didn't put it on right. I had I had Hollow Knight in my pocket uh-huh. in case you brought up a game that would be a good match for it. Okay. But no, I'm going to pull out I the had my rebuttal ready. Guns. I bet you did. The big guns? Let's see what the big gun is. I'm talking about a game just like Hades huh. that snuck up on everyone and stole all the game of the years in 2019 the year that it came out another game that went into the rpg genre and did things that people did not expect it to do a game an rpg that has zero combat a game that is held in high regard for its excellent Dialogue, a game that's held in high regard. That's a hell of an introduction. Game design. I'm talking about Disco Elysium. The hell is that? Disco Elysium. Exactly. Even our moderator don't know. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's going. Keep going. He's going. He's going. Go keep going. Disco. Keep going. That's that's fine because I'm going to educate you on what Disco Elysium is. If you don't know what it is, if you're not one of the if you're not one of the many, many, many people who've played it on Windows, Mac OS, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Stadia, Nintendo mm. Switch, Xbox, or Xbox Series X or S, mm. since it came out in October 15, 2019. Mm. 91 on Metacritic. Hold on. It is one. One, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve awards. The year came out, including excellence in narrative from the <laughs> South by Southwest. How is that? Where, where's the punchline? Where's the punchline that I said? South by Southwest. South by Southwest. Do we not know what South by Southwest is? That's pretty the, big. No, I know that. Big. That's pretty big. Pretty big. Okay. Several awards that uh-huh. this game has won. Disco Elysium, again changed the game by creating an RPG with close to zero combat, unless you're in a special situation. A game with several secret endings created by a very small team. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pull up the sales numbers. And now that, since you want to be so, since we want to insert sound effects in each other's uh, freaking thing. <laughs> I just said, mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't know it was wrong. <laughs> Why would I need to know the sale price history? I want to know how many it sold. It sold a lot, baby. I don't need to give you figures. <laughs> okay. I don't need to give you figures. Okay. It sold a lot. 
All right. Let me know when I can. You can't. All right. I will use my five minutes in utter silence. <laughs> oh my god! Just to spite you. Mm, mm, mm. I will freaking five minutes of silence on this podcast. I love it. I will do it because I don't need it, baby. I support you. I don't need it. All you out there in the crowd, y'all know what disco means. Y'all know how much it snuck up on everybody. That close to award season, you understand what you have to do? Do you understand what? Do you understand what a game has to do to come out a week before the award cutoff is? And steal from some of the top AAA games of 2019. Do I have to tell you what the top AAA games are? Please tell us. Please tell us. I I won't because that would do Duke's job. (laughs) (laughs) But trust that there were some big games in 2019. And Disco Elysium ate its lunch Mm. and dinner. Mm. Probably breakfast too. I can't find the sales numbers, y'all. It sold a lot. I I own like three copies of it. All right, so so at least three. Yeah, Thirty-nine. One, I'm not out of time. Four, five, six. Objection! Seven, Why is eight, Duke talking nine, during my objection? <laughs> objection. Forward objection. It's the number fourteenth game in the list of top games of 2019 according to Google. Um, but <laughs> um, what I will say is is that I paid attention to your opening statement, chat, and I believe you said the intention was for you to talk about games that inspired or changed or, or so so pivotal in their creation that it deserves its own spot simply because of what it has done for gaming in general. And you just presented a game that is in question to the audience, to myself, to the moderator, I think to the producer. Last point before, yeah, last point by Charm City. Very small point. I like how Duke said that it was the number 14th game of the year it came out, 2019, correct? Yes. If you go to uh, the, the top of, I'm going to direct you, if you go to the top of Metacritic hit games and you hit all time, it is the 12th highest rated game oh, 12 awards of all. So it's not even the top 10. Of all time. <laughs> of all time. <laughs> All time. How many how many more seconds I got? No, that's it. This is your last thing to say. So all whatever you want to say. All time. That's it. That's it. Got bombs. Alright. All the points. And they can add in anything and I missed. And we're gonna go through all five games that both unlisted each round. I'll let y'all decide in the comments as well. I'll also give my, you know, objective opinion. I may add something that they may have lost, but let's talk about it. So the first game from Duke was Street Fighter 2. Uh-huh. And then the first game from Charm City Gaming was a uh, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. All right. So we talk about Street Fighter 2. Duke mentioned that made 2 million. Um it had 35 to 40 developers, but it was an arcade buster. It was a cultural phenomenon. It has arguably set the template for every arcade side-scrolling fighting game to ever come. And to this day, they're still inventing with their color palettes, their storytelling, simply for a simple fighting game in ways that Tekken and every other game, such of its sort, is still trying to mimic today. It's focused on the music and experience, which is really transcendent. When we talk about Charm City Gaming's choice, it came out the haymaker to counter Street Fighter II. Will to let y'all decide if it's bigger enough, but he talked about how player grounds, uh, battle, player unknowns battlegrounds made by one person inspired the Counter Strike um, genre. Warzone 
Apex, Call of Duty, the biggest names of today, they copy that formula. In Fortnite, there is no arguably other than Minecraft and another game I'm going to mention at the end that is bigger than Fortnite right now. For one single man to inspire that with one indie game is pretty phenomenal. So with a strong, those had both strong openings, but Charm City Game may have came with the stronger one. Let's talk about the second game. Um, Grand Theft Auto V, one of the most important games of all time. Duke came with these statistics. Incredible. Most traded, he said, sold trade more times than Beyonce. Y'all know how big Beyonce is? What Tiffany Pollard say? Beyonce, you know? So the template for Facebook media, he's correct. If we look at a lot of things with like with Meta, with Facebook Meta, what everybody tries to do now with their open world online gaming experiences, <laughs> Grand Theft Auto V has transcended, is gone past years. But coming out with another haymaker is something that transcends now generations um and it's impossible to get away from is minecraft was charm city gaming second game it has been created by again one person there was a video the other day where someone created an entire solar system mm -hmm. off of minecraft i've never seen that in my life as great as grand theft auto is in creating the online experience from kids and everything from minecraft to do that where it started from a pc and transport to port 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 and made his way even to super smash brothers it's absolutely phenomenal it has helped microsoft gain millions to even billions of dollars potentially this merchandise is crazy the survival it invented it really made such innovations on the survival genre you know and surviving from zombies creating experiences the youtubes that are done behind it really incredible stuff um third game we talk about this is where duke he now switches this is where it switched to brian <laughs> charm city gaming is switched and i'll talk about uh duke's game first final fantasy 7 might have been the winner here when we talk about 3D games that first came out in the 90s, it literally helped coin the AAA franchise. Like when people talk about AAA games, it's an incredible budget of the cultural impact, storytelling, and to completely put it in the dirt. Undertale is incredible with Toby Fox and creating the meta of, you know, that goes to Homestuck. It's my girlfriend's educating me about it. It has stories, <laughs> fanfics, everything. It connects to Earthbound. Theories on theories, merchandise, meta culture. While that has done a lot, Final Fantasy and the whole Final Fantasy genre has eclipsed that, especially with Final Fantasy VII. Even, even though people say, excuse my language, like Rock has said, it's the biggest dog shit. When he, <laughs> when he said, even when people talk about Kingdom Hearts, for an entire genre of Square Enix to inspire Kingdom Hearts and everything that's come from there, for it to transcend over 25 years and to do what is done, Final Fantasy VII may have to be in the winner, even with Undertale's biggest juggernaut no shame in losing the <laughs> right. final fantasy seven. so we have the fourth game and we're going to start with charms of the game he came out with hades like chris like hades hades <laughs> but he was keeping that one in the trunk the 2020 game winning award it has beaten that amount so many um as a small team once again while he was just doing single player made games he went into a small team this time for it to beat out big budgets like animal crossing um the last of us uh part two everything and it's like uh, he also countered um duke's point when he mentioned god of war you know he said uh, duke was saying with points god of war which is incredible even three right the cinematic brilliance it really added when you talk about the prime examples of triple a gaming it does stand out i wish it would have been used earlier because it could have been an early haymaker in terms of what have inspired because when you think about cinematic gaming god of war is ushering to the ps2 ps3 ps4 ps5 coming up 
is incredibly the storytelling. But Hades, even with that small, the voice acting, the meticulous, is literally a prime example of how indie games may beat out the bigger ones. And lastly, 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 Disco Elysium was not expecting that. Um, it's not, I'm not going to say it's not much known, you know, that's to my ignorance, but Charm said the game was able to educate us on it, you know? And... As arrogant as it was, Duke's Call of Duty may have eclipsed. It's like it's the same formula. <laughs> People, no, no, only because he said that. Rest of my case, he left four and thirty minutes on the clock, and it still was able to win. But I believe Call of Duty still wins with its level of you know spinoffs, the level of cultures able to transcend. Pretty good. There was one. There was one game. This is before I let others. This is, of course, some is my opinion. Did you write down how they rate people? Huh? <laughs> I think you missed that. No, that's true. That's true. But in it, with Disco, as much as I want to give Call of Duty, Disco Elysium, he was able to make points. We talk about verses when I was talking about earlier. Sometimes it's not about the bigger hit. It's about who presents it. And we talk about Disco Elysium, he might have it. So it was, it was a toss-up between that one. But there was one game before I go, and I let them give their closing remarks for everybody to give their opinions as well. I'm surprised Duke did not mention one nintendo game on his i'm not surprised at no, all. hold on before there was one that he forgot I it's a poor, uh, counterpoint yeah but, but, but he didn't mention the biggest selling media franchise mm -hmm. of all time i thought when he said 1997 i was like oh my god is he gonna do it this mm -hmm. early he did not mention and this is not just because i like it he did not mention pokemon we're talking Macy's parades. Mm -hmm. We're talking the card game. I used that as a counterpoint, but yeah. he 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 took he might have taken it easy. But if he had used it, or if he used it, it might have been a haymaker against something such as Minecraft. It might have mm -hmm. been the counter. Most successful IP of all time. Mm -hmm. No, bro. They, Nintendo even stopped reporting it in a 2019. The Pokemon company actually because it had already eclipsed at 118 billion, more than Star Wars, bigger than Star Wars. It's you know? like it's that, and then two is surprisingly Hello Kitty. Yes, which yes. Is, girls love Hello Kitty. For it to beat that, and then also Harry Potter, every mm -hmm. franchise you can think of, in addition to Pokemon Go, in 2016 was actually specifically counts the most viral thing to happen in history. So with that, I'll let y'all decide. I've given mine on what I thought one reach round, but then the closing remarks from both of them, they both get their five minutes to say whatever, uninterrupted, by the way. Oh, you know, so oh, go ahead. That's gonna I'll be see how that me. works. <laughs> I'm going to try to take my mouth. Go ahead. <laughs> Um, but what I will say is, is that I tried to take it easy with you with my not mentioning Pokemon, um, but I did bring it up as a counterpoint because you lied about the impact of Minecraft, which is mm -hmm. why yep, you did I mention it as a counterpoint. Said, you did like, you lie, you <laughs> lie, and I do hope that the audience takes that into account about the the level of dishonesty that we had <laughs> in order to try to to uplift objection pokemon i thought i thought i'd get my time you guys time you got time you got time okay so with that um it is curious to me now i'm not too i'm not too sad about street fighter 2 losing the PUBG. i'm not too sad about that because i do think that uh a game inspiring a genre um does have a little bit more impact than a game that I would say revolutionized the genre. Inspired by um, that's okay. Hmm? Ah. I didn't yeah. keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Let me look at this this comparison list again. Mm -hmm. However, um what was it? Grand Theft Auto versus your versus Minecraft. And you said you choose Minecraft over that? 
heresy. Oh, complete heresy. Don't bag it. Keep going. It's up to this point. Go ahead. Um, but I, you know, this is the thing about opinions. Everyone has them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, curious that you, that this would somehow win that. But I do know that when Grand Theft Auto Six comes out, uh, we know who will be in the audience. It will be Minecraft people <laughs> running up to go purchase it. And when the next Minecraft comes out, expansion or if that happens, um, it'll be Minecraft people in the audience, and not and not. Grand Theft Auto. So that's all. I mean, that's all for his closing. Of course. Five minutes for yours. Uh, oh, I can't wait to interrupt. <laughs> I know. I know you can't. You a because you because you did it. it. Mm. You did it. You started. Because <laughs> you lying. But go, anyway, go ahead, go ahead, anyway, 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 okay, anyway. Pokemon. So I didn't come here to win. And I think that gave me a superpower in and of itself. <laughs> if you know you losing, if you know you're going into a losing battle, you don't care. I'm just coming to bite your, your ankles. Mm. And I think I successfully did that. I think I successfully <laughs> bit Duke's ankles today. <laughs> so I, I believe today was a victory in me. Winning two out of five with games made by a total of 10 people I don't. I don't think that's. I don't think you can sneeze at that. I said three out of five actually. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you, you won. won. Okay. According to the moderator. Mm-hmm. We didn't ask the chat. I've been okay. Yeah, so, um, I really just wanted to. Again, I didn't come with the intention of winning today. I came to bring attention and importance to the indie developers, those people, the small guy that are doing. The Lord's work. It's. I'm not going to say it's easy, mm. but give me twenty million dollars, and I think with a team of eighty people, we could churn out a successful video game. But the challenge is taking a team of five people who just came out of ITT Tech, mm-hmm. people who love the game industry, people who are risking it all, people who are risking their livelihood. They need to sell 100 copies of this game so they can feed their kids. Just don't take up time doing my award show. That's who who I I am fighting for. Without these games, you wouldn't have your Call of Duties. Those people who made Call of Duty, they started making these games. So support indie development, baby. Mm. I rest my case. And Activision's full of rapists. Was Earthworm Jim an indie game? Um, I was thinking, because I was thinking, about, I was like, why didn't he, like, something in Earl, like the red guy and the big fat guy, look like the first Patrick? I forget. I think it was published by a pretty big publisher, <laughs> okay. even though it was made by a small team. Mm-hmm. So right. I don't think it was, was Little Big Planet a triple A, or is it a. It was published by Sony. Yeah, Sony okay, Mario. okay. Was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Media Molecule yeah. is small, but they had Sony money. Okay, go, yeah. they had Sony money. Okay. Yeah. Which is why, I, I mean, because even, what's the name of the zombie game that came out this year that we were playing? It, it was the same kind of story. Um, God oh, damn Dying Light. Yes. They're indie devs, but they had yeah. a lot of money. Yeah. Okay. So before we go out, I just want to close out both of their points. Like, this reason AAA is the big leagues for a reason. You know, they got the money, the cinematic experience is literally why we love games. You know, mm-hmm. when you talk about games, you can't talk about, about the Final Fantasies. You can't talk about the Nintendo titles. You can't talk about the cinematic experiences that they do. It feels like a movie. And people, that's what they're adopting. No offense, is why we love indie games. But 
with AAA games, they're adopting them to movies. They're adopting them to whole scripts, TV shows, everything of the sort, like Halo, everything of the sort. But that's what really makes us love games that we can get an experience. We can show like a cinematic experience. It's made us fall in love. However, going about indie games, we should support indie games because it could be a small team. It's literally the whole representation and reflection of the human race you have a small team and people who do what they need to do and they really band together and they create something that changes the entire world and try history of how games go to hear about the history that charm city games able to bring today should inspire any game developer any script writer to really continue what they're doing you can make a cuphead you can make a battlegrounds your creativity even one person could change the world as we talk about with um undertale and minecraft keep doing what you do wherever you work for the big leagues or you're trying to create a big league of your own so that's all I have to say. Excellent. Excellently said. Mm-hmm. Thank y'all for tuning in. Thank and y'all next for time we're not going to get an indie moderator. <laughs> no, <laughs> I love my show. <laughs> I told you what happened. <laughs> no. Thank y'all for watching MVP like Game the official podcast of the largest video game lounge in uh, Maryland, MVP Technologies. Oh, and this Saturday, Come on out. Do you have your fly for Brahalla? Trash. <laughs> so come on. <laughs> oh, 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 and, and this is. Uh, uh, there we go. Mm-hmm. All right. So this Saturday, we got Black Pride DLC happening from 3 to 7 p.m. There are $300 in cash prizes for an indie game, Skull Girls Tournament, happening. You do not have to be a professional as long as you come in and push buttons. Um, and if the registration is not a lot of people, you could probably just win simply for showing up. So. <laughs> Um, it's this the 21st century. We could have just put a graphic up if you wanted to. Do <laughs> Did you have the graphic? You could have went to the website or something. It's right. fine. Anyways, <laughs> this is it. This is the thing. Also happening on October 22nd is the Brown Holland tournament. It is out. Which iteration of Critical Hit is this? The fifth, sixth, fifth, fifth. Fifth critical hit tournament, and we are doing Brawlhalla, which is is it an indie game? It seemed like it. It played like it. Uh, no, um, public <laughs> Get that Tony back in the big. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all is funny. funny. <laughs> it's published by Ubisoft. It is not an indie game. How much are you? that was. Oh, please come and play this game. That loving you are indie game. Why I look like that? Come through Brawlhalla this Saturday. Tournament starts at 5 p.m. The winner gets to face Bad Wolf, our current Critical Hit champion, for the Crit Hit Championship belt, baby. This thing's big. It's gold. It's, it's beautiful. You won't yes. want it. Yes. Uh, follow us on everything. We're at MAP Game Tech on Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, MAP Technologies on YouTube. You can follow me on everything at Charm City Champ. Uh, Valentino, where can people find you? What? They can find me on Instagram as Maurice Valentino, at Maurice Valentino, exactly as it's spelled. So, yeah, yeah. M-A-U-R-I-C-E-V-A-L-E-N-T-I-N-O. No space. Hell yeah. Yeah. Duke. I am the Duke of Games, and you can find me on IG, not under Duke of Games. <laughs> it is Duke the Roots, D-U-K-E-T-H-E-R-O-O-T. That is my preferred place that people find me on the social sites. Um, I am also a published author and poet, so that's why that name is there. Oh, so tell there. them about it. <laughs> I forgot. Sorry. 443 Gaming Plug. In- yes. <laughs> my, bad. my apologies. So 443 Gaming, you can follow us on Instagram at 
F-O-U-R, the number four, and then the word three, T-H-R-E-E. -E. Mm -hmm. You can also find us at 443gaming.com. You have a whole website now. Feature yeah. events, calendar, everything. And if you want to get some high-grade tutoring, some community work, consulting, whatever, mind you, go to Valentino's Workshop. Spell exactly as it is, no hyphen, valentinosworkshop.com. So, yeah. You know, Kaga's behind the board. You're streaming Dead by Daylight tonight? Phasmophobia tonight? Alan Wade. Alan, Alan wait. wait. Okay. okay. Mm. You better shine the light on them. Banga, banga, <laughs> banga. Well, we, uh, we're doing the, uh, doing the finale of Alan Wake tonight. I do the new song. Hey. And this is the remaster you're playing, right? Yeah, the remaster. Awesome. Find him on twitch.tv backslash H-I-N-O-K-A-G-A. Yes, sir. I know how to spell. Side note, this is a spoiler, but whatever is not really talked about too much in game. Alan Wake and the Control game share the same universe. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was revealed during that DLC that they dropped. Yep, 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 yep. Can't wait. Control 2. Can't it was actually control. hinted at during the main game. Ooh. There's some documents that you can pick up that, that actually talk about Alan. Oh, see, I don't read, <laughs> on, meta. I don't read <laughs> in video games. That's uh, <laughs> no, uh, funny because you gave a whole point about one Undertale. And he, and he played Undertale. Okay, yeah, like, no, 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 no. He played Undertale. I don't read documents. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, if they have uh, documents and shit, I don't read them. You don't like the Easter eggs? I don't, I don't read them. Thank y'all for watching. Tune in next Wednesday. Peace out. I mean, Wednesday after next. Peace out.